May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How are we doing on this glorious third Sunday of the Epiphany? Pretty well? Go Jags, excited for a good game? All right. Well, I have to tell you, our Old Testament lesson today, Jonah and the big fish, is one that I have always enjoyed for a lot of different reasons. There was one point in my life in elementary school, heading into middle school, I was part of a a large church that had a very big children and youth choir. And we actually, every year, we would kind of write and perform a biblical play of some sort, which was a great big to-do that we used all year to prepare for. And at one point in my life, seventh grade and down, there were a number of people who thought I was a protege, a a very Bob Moore in the making with maybe having a future, oh, (laughs) maybe having a future with with music and music arts, especially in forms of church. But that came crashing down in seventh grade when I did, went through something called puberty. And my voice just wasn't the same after that. So, but back to this play, before that, when I could actually carry a tune pretty decently, we would prepare. And just like a football player, when, when you get, go through fall camp and then you wait to see, did I make the starting team? Did I have a starting position? It was the same with this big play that we would all try out for, and you might just hope you would get to the lead in one of these plays. And that starts in third grade. So year after year, I was trying out and not making it. But then sixth grade came. And as I would go to the list to see what part I would have, I was used to being the goat or a tree or something like that. But there it was, Trent. Trent Moore, the lead in the play Jonah. And that ties into our Old Testament lesson being Jonah and the big fish this morning. Because as you know, actors do, they have to prepare. They immerse themselves in their character. And I played Jonah. So with the best of my sixth grade intellect and a lot of mentors in my life really got to understand as much as I could at that time, Jonah and his role as a prophet within scripture. And many people think when you hear that name Jonah, that's probably what comes up in your mind. That's the guy that got swallowed by the whale or that big fish. And for a lot of people, we, we hear that story unless we study it on our own as children. And somehow it, it's there that we call up in our memory. But we are fortunate today to get more of that story. We get to know more about Jonah in this first reading that many Christians will hear across the world this weekend. What we hear about Jonah in this reading, it actually is very surprising to us. In the book of the prophet Jonah, he was called by God to preach a message of repentance. 
God called Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh to preach against their wicked ways. God wants Jonah to call them to repentance. And apparently, he wanted the people of Nineveh to change their ways and experience his forgiveness and his grace. And the Bible tells us that the city of Nineveh for that, t- for that time, that day and age, was a very large city. Three days it would take to walk across it. And it was a city of excessive sin, maybe compar- comparable to Las Vegas or New Orleans at Mardi Gras in our day and time. So when you hear the name Nineveh, think lots and lots and lots of sin. And here's the other problem. Nineveh was a traditional enemy of Israel. And the people that lived in Nineveh were not part of God's chosen people. In the minds of the faithful people of Israel, the Ninevites were foreigners. They were sinners, and they were a form of enemy. And this is where Jonah has a very big problem. God has asked him to go to this place, Nineveh, to preach repentance. God asked Jonah to go and tell them that their sins could actually lead to their very destruction. And here's the ironic thing. If God would have stopped there, Jonah would have probably been very happy. Jonah would have been thrilled by the fact that God was going to rain fire and brimstone down upon his enemy. But God's message did not stop there. Through Jonah, a Jewish prophet, God intended to give the foreigners at Nineveh another chance, a second chance. In other words, God wanted to forgive them. God wanted them to change their ways so they could live and be renewed. And Jonah, he could not stomach this. Apparently, Jonah wanted God's mercy to be reserved for the chosen people and not for people that he called enemy or foreigner. Jonah wasn't seeking that his enemies would be forgiven. He was seeking that they would be destroyed. So at first, when God called Jonah to go and preach repentance in Nineveh, guess what he did? Instead of doing the actual thing God wanted him to do, he ran the other way. He fleed. Jonah actually runs away from God. God says, go do one thing, but Jonah turns and does the other. But in that story, no matter how far Jonah would run in his attempt to flee, God brings him back to where he is supposed to be and to what he was supposed to do. Nothing is going to keep the word of God from being heard that day. This is where the famous big fish story comes in. As he runs far away from God, Jonah tries to sail away from Nineveh. And eventually he is tossed overboard and swallowed up by a big fish. And three days later, he would be vomited up by this big fish on the beach that would lead him directly into Nineveh. Now, that story actually happens before the passage that we heard read today, but we need to know the context to understand our actual reading for today and a little bit about the prophet Jonah. 
There are three important words in the first sentence of the reading we have today which really stand out. The first of those lines said this, The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up and go to Nineveh. The three words, a a second time. A second time. After Jonah tried to flee, after the storm and the ship and the big fish and being thrown up on the beach, God does something a second time. After Jonah learned the hard way that he shouldn't run away from God for simply because his plans were not God's plans, he spoke to Jonah a second time. This time, Jonah goes where he has been called to go. This time, he preaches to the people in Nineveh, and much to his chagrin, the people actually repent. It was actually, they actually listened to the message that he was bringing. And you would think a prophet preaching God's word would be ecstatic. Like, oh my gosh, they actually did what I'm calling them to do. You would think that Jonah would rejoice in that fact by kicking back his feet, having a mimosa and say, job well done, Jonah. <laughs> but as we see, Jonah can't stand it. In fact, Jonah is so upset about God having mercy on the people that he sees as his enemies that he tries to run away and flee yet again. I find it so funny and ironic. God gave Jonah a second chance, but Jonah is upset about God giving the people of Nineveh a second chance. This reluctant prophet has preached And the Spirit of God moved the Ninevites to change their ways. Yet Jonah did not celebrate that fact. Jonah was having a really hard time with God's grace. How could God love the very people that Jonah despised? This is such a great Old Testament narrative. So human, so entertaining and engaging. But if we take the story of Jonah seriously, there are some very big questions which arise out of it for all of us today. What do we want for our enemies? And it's reality that we have all been hurt by someone or we have been the ones that have hurt others. There's people we don't like. There's people that do not like us. And there's even people that we may use the strong word hate. We hate that person or those people. In your heart of hearts, what do you want God to do for those people? Or in other words, to those people. As you watch the news, as you hear about political enemies at home, or even violent enemies abroad, what do you want God to do for them? or in other words, to them. Jonah wanted God to send fire and judgment on his enemies, but God's intention caught him by surprise. In effect, God was telling Jonah, I don't want to destroy your enemies. I want to save your enemies. I don't want to hurt them. I want to help them. I want to change their lives, and I want you to help me. 
in that process. In other words, God said, I want you, Jonah. I will use your weakness to heal your enemy, to break down the divide. You are my child. They are my children, and I love them. And I want you, Jonah, to love them enough to preach my word and my message to them. You know, no wonder Jonah ran away. Does it make you want to flee? Do you tie into that fear that possessed Jonah in wanting to flee? In today's gospel that we heard read by Father Joe, Jesus proclaims the core of his gospel. The time is fulfilled, we hear. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. And there's that word that we actually hear in Jonah as well. Repent. It's what God wanted for the people of Nineveh. And it's what God wants the followers of Jesus to do. Repent and hear the good news. It's what God wants for all of his children. Repent, that powerful biblical word which means change. Change your mind, change your heart, turn away from sin. Embrace God's mercy and stop going the wrong way. It's an invitation to come home into relationship with God. We hear Simon, Andrew, James, and John are so fascinated by this invitation that they leave behind what entangles them and they start to follow Jesus. And you might wonder, between the Old Testament lesson and what we hear in the gospel, there's a stark difference between the response of Jonah and the, the disciples that we hear. And as we are in the season of Epiphany, I've come up with, it might be lame, but I'm trying. It's what God has given me something for us to think about in the season of Epiphany. How many of you are familiar with the dimmer light switch? In my, in my estimation, a great <laughs> a great invention for us. But that is what it is like throughout our scripture readings throughout the entire liturgical season of Epiphany. Little by little, that dimmer switch is raised and the light is shined on who Jesus really is as that continues to unfold and as people recognizes it, how it changes their lives. We start with the birth as Epiphany begins, and Jesus becomes a great teacher and a great prophet, and then everyone that comes in contact with him realizes he is the promised Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of us all. Knowing him and who he is is really what it is about in this season of Epiphany and every week for, for us that are followers of his. We might say, in response to realizing who Christ actually is, I will go wherever he asks me to go. But what would you do, in all honesty, if that calling, that asking, was for you to go to someone you had hurt or someone that had hurt you and to love them, to share God's love with them? Would you go there 
Or would you act like Jonah and flee? What would you do if Christ said, I want you to go to your direct adversary and to help them and to heal them? I want you to go to the ones who have hurt you and bring the good news of the gospel to them. What would be your response? Yes, Lord. Or would you flee just like Jonah did? We want to believe we would be the ones that would say, yes, I have the strength to do it, but I can really connect in my own weakness. There might be times I would want to flee because of the immenseness of what is being asked to do something like that. What if he wants to work through us to bless the very people or the person that we struggle with? Would you go or would you flee? Through knowing him intimately and purposely, what he has done for all of us through his life, death, and resurrection, it makes you a blessing to a bruised world which needs to hear God's great message of the gospel and to experience the healing, the new start, and the being made whole that comes through it. Aimed with that Motivation, knowing Christ, and in essence, because of knowing him, making him known, there is nothing else to fear, and we do not need to flee. And thank God that Jonah reminds us of that this morning. Amen.